A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Don't be surprised if I ask what a bag is. <laughs> what's good guys welcome back to the gold diggers podcast we are back on international week which is actually not orthodox for us but we thought let's give you guys some content because everyone's bored i'm not gonna lie it's been actually no it hasn't been a boring international week it's been an interesting one so we're going to talk about all things to do with Jaden sancho anthony neymar England, the women's game. We've got a lot of content to come for you, so make sure you stay tuned. I will be your host today at Anita Abaimi on all social media platforms. I'm no longer at FLWN, at Anita Abaimi. And I'm here with Lauren at Lauren Coys. Shy at Shy Carter. Beatrice at Bookie underscore Beatrice. And Joyce Swifty Storms from Twitter. Now, Jaden Sancho has been under a lot of scrutiny in the past week. I think the last time we sat here, this time last week, Segal read out what Jaden Sancho had put. Mm-hmm. Was it Segal? Yeah. yeah. Segal yeah. read out a statement from Jaden Sancho following Eric Ten Hag's statement about Sancho not being not being productive in um training, right? And then Jaden Sancho's like, oh no, I'm not gonna be a scapegoat, yada yada yada. And ever since then, it's just been a media free-for-all. Now we actually have a Man United fan here twice in a row. Wow. This never really happens, <laughs> but wow. But Beatrice, what's your take on this whole Sancho debacle? Well, now that statement is still pinned on his Twitter. <laughs> I, I, Okay, fair enough. You're getting, you know, all this scrutiny. Fine. It's, it's not completely deserved. However, putting out a statement... I don't know who advised them to do that. It doesn't make any sense. Like, obviously, you're going to attract more attention to yourself. If you're trying to stay away from attention, you don't go putting out statements. That's For me, that that was a silly thing to do. And the fact that it's still there now means you meant that shit, clearly. You meant that shit, fine. You, you meant it, but still, it doesn't... I just feel like now where he actually has an opportunity to play with um one of our players being out, is he really going to get picked? Like, no one, again, wants to put him on because now everyone's, all eyes are going to be on him. We're going to expect him to get, hit the floor running and, and, and go and score goals. But obviously, he's not going to do that because his performances so far at Manchester United have been mid. They've been mid. And, like, there's just there's just nothing to write home about. There's nothing encouraging that he's shown <clears throat> over the last, you know, season and a half for us to even, for us to even, like, I, I want to defend him, but I also feel like, 
I don't really have much to go off here. Like, you've not shown me anything that makes me feel like everything that you've been through is completely <coughs> unfair. Yes, parts of it are definitely unfair, especially from the media. But I don't think the coach has necessarily done anything wrong. So I'm a bit just like, mm, we'll see how it goes. But I don't think he's helped himself at all. Do you know what? I think that's a fair assessment coming from a United fan. I feel like outside of Man United's fandom, a lot of people kind of get where say Jaden Sancho is coming from and kind of like are rooting for Am I the only one? It's hard not to empathize with his like situation at the moment anyways. Because I mean, going from Dortmund and still playing along the likes of like Haaland and whatnot and shining there and then moving into United and mm. not doing as great. And obviously then you have to think about the status and what it means to play for United. Obviously, it's not obviously living up to that standard, but you also have to feel bad for the kid because, you know, they're, they're looking for any person to sort of shoot down at the moment. And unfortunately, it has to be him. Yeah, I think like he was poorly advised. He shouldn't put the statement out. But what's not OK is this smear campaign that the media are doing. Um, all of this like leaking that's coming out, that like his attitude in training and, and things like that. I just... Mm. I think, yes, he needs to do better. He came with a big price tag. He's not playing particularly well. But I don't... I always think when, when you're seeing this kind of continued article after article, after as as it has been this week, and it's being leaked by the club, for me, it just feels deliberate. And then it's the okay, case. So I don't think he deserves that. Um, you know, the way that, obviously, when he missed parts of last season to kind of go and work on himself there was clearly a tactic that the club took and it just feels like things have changed. Mm. And then, I, and that's why I asked like, what has changed um, in terms of the way that United are dealing with it? Because, you know, what, yes, he needs to play better, but this, this isn't right. And how is what's happened to him this week going to help him get back to any sort of level where United fans want to like, you know, see him on the pitch? What about you, Shai? Do you think that Jaden made a wrong decision to put out a statement? No. You don't think? No. Do you think? <laughs> Why? I don't. Um, one thing about European football culture, I hate it. I hate the fact that players are silenced. I hate the fact that they can't speak. I hate the fact that we'll sit here and praise NBA and NFL players for having freedom of expression. And when it comes to the European game, it's shut up. You get paid 300k a week. You can't say anything. That's dead. Sorry. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if you sent Jaden Sancho away on a mental health break or to the mountains, as people say, why on earth would you then go back to the media and single him out again? Does his mental health not matter anymore? Like, you got him out of a dark place, you then went in a post-match interview over a game that you lost, and then you singled out a player who wasn't even in the team. It makes no sense. He had every right to say what he wanted to say. As far as I'm concerned, for far too long in this country, it's been the voice of managers the voice of bitter retired ex-players and you never hear from the players because they should just take it. No, they shouldn't. Um, he done exactly what he should have done and I applaud footballers who speak up against what's going on because then you only hear one side of the story. It, it makes no sense. And what's funny now is you're going to go back and crawl back to Sancho because now you need him. Now you need to rely on a player because you've now have a void in your team to fill. Why would that player want to play for you? These are not the days of Jose where you could go in a press conference and single out players and it's going to drive them to go harder, to push harder. We're not in that era of football anymore. They say mental health matters, all these campaigns, this, that and the third. All of a sudden when it's Sancho now, it's like, no, yours doesn't matter. On top of that, I'm sorry, does Harry Maguire not play for Manchester United? 
<laughs> Pete was <Exactly. laughs> he exactly. was given a whole interview by the BBC to explain the crazy decisions he made off the pitch and all of a sudden when it's Sancho we should treat him differently I think what he's done is perfectly fine Do you know whether there might have been a criminal he had a lot of fun in Mykonos like, <laughs> especially from the media side of things Maguire is this honest guy who was captain of the biggest football club in this country that made a mistake and Jaden Sancho is a guy with a bad attitude that needs to fix up as far as I'm concerned Sancho never got arrested abroad. Sancho never hit anyone abroad. He just, what, he might run a bit slower in training. So yeah, every single news outlet is going to go and slander him. And then when he says, oh, my mental's not in the right place. No, it's not right. We shouldn't do this. Mental health matters. Always mental health week. Blah, blah, blah. blah. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. So I don't think he done anything wrong. If it was even a player for Arsenal, I respect players that are brave enough to speak up about what's going on behind the scenes because for far too long, it's been a one-sided story and I don't think it's fair. Did you respect the family? I feel like if he's going to yes. speak up though, fair let enough. him tell the full story then because now it kind of looks like he wasn't happy with what happened. Like he kind of lashed out. Like some would argue that um, the way that Man United dealt with that whole situation was them protecting him, putting an arm around him and saying, okay, this is one of our players going through something, let them take a break. And then now, obviously, something has happened, we don't know what it is, but now maybe that approach is no longer working. So now they're like, well, you're going to get criticised now. I don't know, I won't say that's necessarily right, but I'm just saying there might then be that something goes, that That goes happened. back on everything that you've done in the first instance. You protected him and it's like, okay, I've protected you for long enough. I'm going to feed you to the wolves. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't see Ten Hag coming out there slandering Anthony when he's been shit ever since he landed here. But it's Sancho who's the problem. Uh, I don't buy into it. slander him? We know how the British media and the press work and he put a target on Jaden Sancho's back that wasn't necessary. And let's keep it a buck. Sancho doesn't look the same as Maguire. He's not going to get the same protection. That's, That's just the way I see it. Do you know what? I feel like Eric Ten Hag, he's done the same with Maguire. But like you said, because Sancho doesn't look like Maguire, Sancho is always going to be on the end of the brat. Mm, is that what the yeah. English people say? Like, it doesn't matter what Ten Hag says about Maguire. Yeah. The British press are going to present Maguire. And now you exactly. see in the papers now, because obviously the situation that we're about to get into in a short while is like, oh, Sancho's needed. He's loved. Because he has a void to fill. So you can't slander your players in one instance or put them in a position where they're questioning how hard they're willing to go for their manager and then do a thing of, oh, now I need you. Now I need to rely on you. But Are you going to perform for me? He's not necessarily guaranteed game time because we still have Pelestri, we still have other people that can... I'm not saying they're <laughs> good, but obviously Sancho, compared to Pelestri, I'm not trying to be funny, but like they're not really going to contribute that much anyway. So he might still not play. He might still not get paid for 10, ten hard. So but I would say he's guaranteed game time. The Sancho thing is so confusing because before he came to Man United, this was one of the best yeah. players in the world. Like people talk about Sancho and Haaland's um, link up at in the Bundesliga as one of the best that they've seen mm-hmm. in so long. He comes to Manchester United, everything goes tits up, fine, cool. But it always seems like a player comes to Manchester United and it's, it's a pattern. Yeah. A player comes to Manchester United, a player has some sort of reputation outside of football, i.e. Pogba, i.e. Um, Jaden Sancho have a certain persona outside of football said player gets targeted and I I just don't understand 
why Man United hate good football. Because you look at someone like Pod, it's true. Look at someone like Pogba that got outcasted. Look at someone like Jaden Sancho getting Cristiano Ronaldo getting outcasted. I understand Cristiano Ronaldo did it to himself in that interview. That interview was stupid. I will not be but, defending Ronaldo. Yeah, no, no one's defending that man. No one's defending him. <laughs> but at the same time. It was all a build-up of things that were happening within that club. And I look at that club now, and I just think, this used to be a club that everybody feared, right? This used to be a club that everybody talked about in high regard. And now you kind of look at them and think, who's going to prison next? It's true. It's true. Like, United have lost their way. They've lost their way in terms of the people that they're employing, but they've lost their way in how they're managing the situation. And they keep... You know, they've had practice over the last few months Bro, writing statements. And the statements and the statements are still And and I think the the problem is is that we associate Man United. It's a it's a brand, it's one of the biggest football teams in the world. That's what we grew up with. And what they're doing now is just not good enough. And I think you have to take a duty of care with your black players because the press don't need another excuse um to slander them. We saw what happened with Pogba. And I think United have just allowed it. They could squash this by releasing something about Sancho, but they're letting it run. And I'm I'm like, I'm cynical because I'm like, why are you letting this story dominate the press when you've got another story that the Brazil national team picked up first exactly. and dealt with before United were forced to do something? So I just think it's, it's I calculated. I think it's kind of tactical because the Sancho story took away from the fact that Manchester United away from home are absolutely pathetic. <laughs> we would have spent the last two weeks talking about their performances, but instead we're talking about Jaden Sancho. Chess move. Do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Manchester United away from home. Absolutely appalling. We're not shedding light on that. That's not new. Mourinho used to do that. He would always he would Mourinho take the spotlight it. away yeah. from the team. Yeah. Um and so we don't talk about the performances. Mm. But on on Jaden Sancho, right? What is it, and Beatrice? I'll ask you. What is it that you want to see more from this player? Because he doesn't get the game time, right? He's been given his time off of his mental health. He's come back. I think the first few games when he did come back, he was shining. I think he had a performance against Chelsea, and it was absolutely. I mean, everyone was talking about it, like, oh my god, Jaden Sancho is back. Mm-hmm. Scored against Arsenal. Oh my god, Jaden Sancho is back. And now all of a sudden we're back to square one. So what is it that you want to see from this boy? I think when he does get game time, that is like literally his opportunity to do something. I feel like if you're if you're given, you know, small amounts of game time and you do nothing with it, then obviously no one's gonna want to pick you for the next match, especially when we need goals. Like we're a team right now that we actually need goals. That's something that's lacking. So if you're not producing on that end, then mm. you're gonna have people like Anthony taking your place. Like it's it's, it's quite Anthony embarrassing. doesn't perform though. He he doesn't. But. <laughs> there's no but, but there's no but man they, they're both they're both not in good sancho form is better and that's that's sad that's sad i can't say hand on heart that sancho is better that's Again, crazy with out of form players though i feel like to a certain degree you can't give them 25 minutes in one game and then say okay you haven't performed and you're gone. Yeah, really? I mean, we won't play you for four weeks because they'll never it build makes, up When When will anything. they play? And it's like, it's not like, okay, you're on the bench because Anthony's performing out of his skin. He's shit. <laughs> Sancho's shit. But Anthony's had his chance. He yeah. dropped a two out of ten against Arsenal. And obviously, if the circumstances were different, post-international week, he will start again. 
and again and again and again and again and again and again. That's because Ten Hag asked them to spend one hundred million <laughs> euros on him, so he was going. Yes, he wants to flog him, him until, yeah, until he performs. Do you and know, I don't feel like he will. Do you know what I found funny about no, the no, whole Sancho thing? Yeah, was when they said um, he did an Arsenal event or Adidas event for Man United, and he said that he doesn't want to talk or he should that the host should pass the questions on to the other players, and they tried to make a big deal out of that. I was so confused mm. as to how the media tried to spin that narrative. And Smear say he's campaign. Cooperative. Smear like campaign. Found their target, then That's just really, it. It's really difficult for them. Leave our black men alone. And do you know what it is? Time and time again, there's a, there's a certain pundit. His name is Gary Neville, yeah. <laughs> Why do you just say Gary Neville? Why do you just say Gary Neville? <laughs> he will go and he will sit there on Monday Night Football and he will talk about times that black players especially Raheem Sterling when he got it he came to him and he always goes I should have I should have I should have protection Oof. protection protection well Mr Gary Neville now is your chance to do what you said you should have done for Sterling three years ago because they, they always notice their mistakes in hindsight but when it's happening mm. in reality everyone's Stevie Wonder and everyone's blind and they can't see so now is your opportunity to do what you said you would have you should have done for Sterling for Sancho, because I'm sorry, if it was Kane, if it was Madison, if it was Maguire, Luke Shaw, it's a completely different response from the people that are in charge of distributing such media. And I hate to bring it to this subject, but we spoke about Anthony a lot. And to be honest, there's no way we as a all-female podcast can sit back, hear this news and not say nothing. Like, it, just does, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Anthony has been accused of being domestically violent to his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, sorry. Mm-hmm. And in, two other women. And allegedly. two other women. Allegedly. 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 Please, we don't need to get sued by anybody. Allegedly. And Manchester United, I remember on the day they made a statement and I opened that statement thinking that they were going to say something substantial. They said, we have acknowledged these allegations. And that was literally it. Like Lauren, you mentioned you mentioned about their statements being shit, and Joyce, you said it too. What do you expect from a club that big when they hear news like that? What do you expect them to come out with a statement? You're supposed on? to nip it in the bud. To be fair, it's even more embarrassing that the national, the international club, obviously acknowledged it first, and now you're having to sit there two days later after they've put their their statement out saying that we're actually suspending that player. That you're doing? Oh yeah, we we've seen you guys talking about it in the news, and we've seen our player being involved in that, but we're not doing anything else. We're just like going to sit back and watch it how much more is it going to take for you to also follow in those footsteps sort of thing and for me for Manchester United specifically after how they dealt with the whole Mason Greenwood um situation have you lot not learned anything from how you handled that and how the, the public had to shame you in into you know you turning your decision and I just look and think how do you guys have so much practice in writing these statements? And I don't say that in a joking way, like it's disgusting um, that we're seeing such a concentration of of cases at, at one football club. Um, and I just feel like, where is the duty of care for for the women that work within that club, the women's team, fans? This It just doesn't exist at the moment when it comes to, to United. And I, yeah, I don't know. I just look and think, how can... Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, you know, is is he suspended? No, he's not suspended. And uh, yeah, obviously, Anthony needs to will 
fight these allegations in the Brazilian courts. But I just, I look at United, I keep thinking, how can you keep getting it so wrong? And we should expect better, the brand that they are. And Beatrice, as a United fan, how do these kind of statements make you feel? Do you feel protected as a female United fan? Do you feel embarrassed? What is it? To be honest, when I read it, the first thing I thought was, well, this is what I expect. Like, they've not dealt with things very good in the past. So for me, it's kind of sounded like they were sitting on the fence a little bit. They didn't want to support him and they didn't want to... outrightly say that he's guilty either so they just sat on the fence which is what they do just play it safe kind of listen to what everyone else says before they make a a decision that's what united do and i in in some way i'm kind of glad that they took decision for him not to play anymore because in the past we've seen them just sit on stuff just you hear it happen and they just pretend like they they can't hear you know but in this instance the very least is that he's not playing and i hope that he doesn't play until you know either he's charged or whatever happens even if he's not guilty i just think we should separate ourselves as a club from people like this once anyone has once there's a whiff of anything like that they need to go like they you need to sell them get rid of them whatever and i think they should be doing background checks into any player that comes to that club because we can't have this you can't be associated with harboring domestic people that commit domestic violence like that's crazy like that's not an image that me as a fan I want to see I don't it just makes me feel sick to be honest like I hate it and I just hope they deal with stuff like so much better in the future and sure I hate to bring this up but there's an unnamed yeah unnamed suspect in football accused of rape accused of abuse Uh and it may or may not he may or may not play for your club how do you feel knowing that this player still plays allegedly for your club <laughs> i'm using my words very carefully here as you should and as an arsenal fan and as a woman acknowledging that there has been these allegations and the club have not really addressed them how does it feel for you i feel like sorry allegedly <laughs> <laughs> sorry from a fan perspective it's like okay the alleged player in question has been accused of this. Get them out. And I feel like that's how a majority of Arsenal fans feel, whether they voice it or not. Mm. I feel like some people, even if you do have these situations in your club, even as a woman, it will take a lot for us to stop supporting our clubs. Oh, yeah. Like, you could have these players, but you would still support your clubs. There's clubs that have had racist players there's clubs that have had I like man here where I'm going with this is like there's a lot of people out there who will do anything to defend their football club because that's how much they love them blindly and I feel like from a business point of view what we forget is that football club are businesses mm. and more often than not they will protect their asset and looking at it they feel like their player is the bigger asset in comparison to the fans, mm. which tells us a lot as supporters. But if it was down to me, it's like, until whatever case is over, you're you're not playing. You're not playing, you're not in the team, you're not around the team. Because then it's like, what sort of message do you send mm. to everyone? And even though this player in question, <laughs> um, who I'm not going to name because ain't nobody suing me. Period. <laughs> this player in question is still playing for my club. It's like, as a fan, it's like, 
rah, Arsenal, really? Like, you, you class and all, all these things, all these younger girls, the women's team, women's coaches, people that are in football as women, it's like, where's our protection? And in all honesty, I feel like footballers and on a whole, they're too protected. Mm. They're filthy rich and they're way too protected. And this is not the first and it won't be the last that we're hearing of cases of se- alleged sexual assault, um, alleged dom- domestic violence or any sort of heinous crime that these guys commit. And it's just like, yeah, but we're a business. We're protecting our asset. And of course, in the court of law, if they're found innocent, then we've done the right thing. And I feel like even with the United one, they withdrew Anthony from the squad, but they didn't suspend him. Because suspending him, maybe to them, sees looks like an omission of guilt. Mm-hmm. You're guilty, you've done it, we're mm-hmm. taking you out. And it's like, if he's now found innocent, everything that Manchester United done looks crazy, whether he'd done it or not. I, as I said, we all know criminals that get away with crimes. But yeah, that's, that's just my two pence. Do you know I guess, just to wrap up this bit, Clubs are doing a lot to protect women. They're doing a lot to make sure women feel safe. They're doing hashtag her game too. They're doing X, Y, and Z. But in order to really fulfill the message you're trying to put out there, you kind of, obviously, we talk about protecting your asset, fine. But you also need to understand how to protect your female viewers, your female fans. Because I can't go to a younger sister or a younger cousin and say, oh, look, come and support this club. And then you Google the club. And they're one of their players, one of their star players is being accused of sexual assault or being accused of abuse and stuff like that. It's just not something that clubs should be taking as lightly as they are taking. So hopefully more clubs follow suit and do more proactive things. But unfortunately, it's just not where it's going at the moment. Is is there any morals in sport? Not really. (laughs) And I think everyone's known this for a very long time. And because these crimes are not costing these clubs money, the reality is they don't care. Don't make me even get into racism, but we're going to cut that (laughs) bit there. Can we, like, can we as fans do more to make our voices heard? Because we saw in the, I don't want to say his name, but the one that went to Getafe, we saw in that case Mm. how our voices were heard Mm -hmm. in in a sense and they stopped him from coming back. Like, should we be doing more of that? But then they we only should have to. Even in that situation, you guys haven't cut ties do. with him. You're letting it die down. He's on loan. He's still a he's Manchester United player. I, I, I probably guarantee no if way, by next no summer, chance. this whole debacle around this player has died down, he will be back playing for Manchester no United. Chance. And another thing is, yeah, no let's let's not also forget, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like I hate to bring your club into this. Once a player starts playing well, Everyone things forgets. get forgotten. Right. Quick things get forgotten. It goes like that. And I'm not being funny. That guy at Getafe, he is a serious baller. He is. I, I, I will never take that away from him. He is a before the whole situation. Pff, that guy was one of my favorite young kids to come out. Like, honestly, so if he comes out and he's a baller at Getafe, there's not much that probably would be done. He's still a Manchester United player. That's at the end of the he day. He's a player, but I think his case, the evidence is on the internet. That can never be forgotten. There's no, like, but there's it's no, not. Every I've, time his name comes up, someone will post the clips again. Like, as, as fans, we can make our voices heard, we can use our platforms like this. But as Shai said, the only way you're going to hit these clubs is in their back pocket. So the sponsors, 
the people that are involved, mm-hmm. the partnerships, withdraw them. Because yeah. I, I co-sign. If you're Manchester United, I also so Adidas with you, for example. So I think what we actually need to see as well are the brands to say, if you're going to protect women, um, especially then you need to do more. You need to hit them in their back pockets. You need to actually take a proactive stance on this because it's not okay. Like our expectations and our bar, the bar is in hell. We're like, oh, whoa, God, like, yay, they suspended them. Or or they didn't, or said they're not going to play. It's just not good enough. It, and it's even the fact that we're sitting here saying the same shit's going to happen. He's going to be a good baller mm. and everyone's going to forget. That's our expectation. Yeah. That's where the bar is right now. That's the expectation. So it's time for sponsors to change that expectation, change the narrative and see... What happens next? Moving on to something a little bit more light-hearted. Someone's favorite player. <laughs> I would say who? You can probably tell by the way she's smiling. Look at her. The way she's holding <laughs> her smile. Teeth. <laughs> she's proper grinning. Like, look at her. Neymar has become the highest goal-scoring Brazilian ever. Did he do it in the Saudi League? Yeah, he became the highest goal scoring goal scorer of Brazil in the Saudi League. Oh my God, yay. But Shai, how proud of you of your favourite player? I think it's Don't great. hold back the smile now, like it's gone. <laughs> I think it's a great achievement. When you look at the calibre of players that Brazil has had and the fact that Neymar sits top of that list for both goals and assists, it's just something great. Like, obviously... His international career has been a bit underwhelming because there's no trophies to go with it. And the year they did win Copper, he was injured. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, you have the individual records, but given Brazil and the pressure that comes from playing for that country, you don't have a World Cup or a Copper. You can have all the records. You're not going to get the respect you deserve because you haven't delivered Mm. for probably or arguably the greatest footballing nation in the history of our game. Do you know who did deliver? Oh, here we go. Ronaldinho. <sighs> I'm just saying, <laughs> if we want to talk about delivering for the best footballing country in the world. Ooh. But my rebuttal to that is, Ronaldinho done it with a golden generation. In 2006, when he was the leader of the line, he felt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But <laughs> Ronaldinho did it. <laughs> R9 done it. That's so? Ronaldinho's a backup. You could put any Brazil. You could even put Oscar and Willian into that 2002 Brazilian team. They would have came away with a medal. But Ronaldo, Ronaldinho did it. Not as the main man. Doesn't matter. It he matters. still did it. It matters. When Neymar wasn't involved completely. They won a copper. Exactly. So That's fine. Don't worry. He's not, his story's not finished yet. The book hasn't ended. Are you sure? <laughs> now, that, now, now that he's moved to Saudi, you sure? I'm talking about for Brazil. <laughs> Oh, nice first. Wait, uh, wait. Are you, again, are you sure? <laughs> I, I don't think. I don't think Argentina are better than Brazil, and I think Brazil win the next copper. Okay. okay. So just the copper, or do you think his ankle will still be attached in four years? No. The World Cup. The World Cup depends on how far out of love he's fallen out of football. Um, mm? the way I see it yeah like there's no secret that he doesn't want to play for much longer it's no secret from his documentary he, he was out of love with football but does that not and I won't ask you Shay I'll ask everybody else because I don't want your problem but does that not taint somebody's legacy as a footballer 
Like, for example, if Kevin De Bruyne now says he doesn't want to play the next World Cup because he's falling out of love with football, I think does it's that not Because I think a lot of footballers end up having a weird period where they fall out of love with football and I don't exactly know what happens, which awakening they have, which makes them realise, you know what, actually this is something I still want to fight for. So I don't know. It really does depend. As, as for Belgium ever winning a World Cup anytime soon, I don't know. So, <laughs> no, no also, question. Belgium's <laughs> Golden Boy is retired at 31, by the way. Just putting out there. Who are you talking oh, about? Goodness. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Mind your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your mouth. As I was saying, she's talking about Neymar. Sorry for the language. Daddy, <laughs> sorry for the language. Mind your mouth. Mind your mouth. Because no one wanted him. <laughs> People wanted him, actually. Who? So, Lil. <laughs> Mis? I need, I need to plead. They wanted him. <laughs> Don't call me that. Please. 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 You can't say no one wanted him when clubs actually wanted him. Like, clubs actually wanted him. Like, I'm not being funny. Neymar is sitting in Saudi. Why is he sitting in Saudi? Because be they ran him out of PSG. They ran him out of Paris. And Let's be for real. I actually like, I actually really like Neymar. So we don't need to be having this conversation, Shai. Then we don't need to be talking about legacies when Eden Hazard is retired at 31. Do you know what? But the thing is, I'm not talking about Eden Hazard. If you want to talk about Eden Hazard's legacy, his legacy only stops in the Premier League. Like, this legacy is not long. When you talk about Neymar's legacy, I'm not even sneak dissing him. I'm just saying Ronaldinho's legacy is greater. That's all I'm saying. Neymar's legacy, the story isn't finished being written. That's all I'm saying. It, but the f- <laughs> A player is playing in Saudi Arabia. He's not sure if he's still in love with football. We're not sure if he's going to be at the next World Cup. What is left for his legacy? To win the Saudi League? To win the Copa. To, let's, okay. He wins the Copa America. Mm-hmm. What's next? Depends. So his legacy internationally is one Copa America. Okay. But then on a club level, he supersedes every Brazilian to ever exist apart from Marcelo and Dani Alves. Which is fine. Like, I'm okay with that. But I'm just saying, Ronaldinho has done everything that Neymar's done and more. What's the animal? The World Cup? Yes. <laughs> that R9 won Brazil. He won it! <laughs> he won it being the second or third best player in that team, not the first. Can I ask you a question, Beatrice? They don't give you the mm-hmm. medal depending on how many minutes you play. That's not <laughs> <what I'm talking. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on now. Let's be for real. That's not what I'm talking I just feel like when it comes to the Neymar, <laughs> the Neymar situation, right? As a Neymar fan, I will tell you, 2018... As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. In World Cup, he absolutely underperformed. Absolutely, he underperformed. Brazil should have done so much better than they did. But 2014 and the World Cup just gone, at the end of the day, it takes a team to win a World Cup. And throughout Neymar's tenure at Brazil, he hasn't had the best team. He didn't have the luxury of what Ronaldinho had. Like, Ronaldinho had a star-studded Brazilian team to fight for World Cup and Coppers. Neymar had Sesame Street characters, Joe, Fred, Hernanes, all mm. these guys. Well, we're all of them. We're talking Fred. about United Fred. Oh. I'm talking about Wait, Fred the can we, can we actually just highlight that Beatrice thought we met that Fred? That's the Fred. That's the Fred. You need to be for real. You need to be for real. I get that that neighbor had quote unquote Sesame Street characters. Joe, Joe's Sesame Street character. Yeah. So is Fred. No, but the thing is, it doesn't take away from the brilliance of Ronaldinho. It just it just doesn't. I'm not saying that it takes away, but I'm saying that Ronaldinho was more fortunate to be in a better Brazil team than Neymar. And I will also keep reiterating the point of when it was his turn to take the mantle and take Brazil to World Cup finals and lead the line, like what R9 done for him, he couldn't do it. So Beatrice, I'll ask you the question. You you grew up in Ronaldinho and you've seen Neymar play, right? Which one of those players are you screaming for if you see them? Ronaldinho, my mum, my whole family. We that man had the like, streets of South London what? screaming. <laughs> <laughs> my mum Ronaldinho was screaming. Is Ronaldinho. My, no offense, but uh, my mum doesn't really know Neymar and that. But that's <laughs> different, just different generations, whatever. But we were screaming for Ronaldinho. And like, I do think it's a generational guy. thing, though. Are you gonna let Beatrice finish? Sorry, I'm no, just saying. It's, it's fine. I do think it's a generational thing. Like, for people my age or younger, I think Neymar is to us what Ronaldinho is. Oh, she's calling us aunties. Oh, sorry, can, I, can we just pause that? <laughs> she's calling us aunties. She I said we're not, too, I she said not, too old. Yeah, she said we're, <laughs> we're too old. She said we're too old to I understand. I am not calling you guys old. You're just older than me. Sorry, just quick question. We've got someone who is Shai's age mate or younger in the back. Kevin. Who are you screaming for no, even, <laughs> if you see them walking well. on the street? Ronaldinho or Neymar? There you go. Joyce. 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 Joyce.
and everyone's gonna know who he is, and we're all gonna be screaming like, "Oh my god, Let me, we saw him!" Exactly. I don't think he deserves to be disrespected. Though. No, no, no. It's not <laughs> even disrespect. It is to me. It's more. It's more or less of just acknowledging who truly has the streets. Like it's mm. it's Ronaldinho. Even in Brazil, if you go to Brazil and ask them, they will yeah, say. Yeah, but Neymar hasn't yeah. achieved anything with Brazil, so that makes perfect sense. But even even at that, if Ronaldinho was the backup dancer that you say he was for Ronaldo, which he was, yeah, which is fine. Then if you go to Brazil, they will probably say the same thing, no? What R nine first? You know that Ronaldinho is um not as great as Neymar. I like the fact that you said that. <laughs> no, I'm saying based off of your logic. Based off my logic, what? They would say that Ronaldinho is not as great as Neymar. I'm confused. <laughs> you, know, you sound like me when I defend Hazard Black. So I, I hear it. I hear I, it. Honestly, he has underachieved. I'm the first person to say that, especially more so on the international stage than the club stage, because no one's going to tell me a guy with 28 major honors in his club career has underachieved. But it's just the nation that he plays for, the pressure. You can win as much as you want in European football. If you don't deliver for that nation, you will never live up to the great. But then again, I also compare his kind of football career at the club level, right? Barcelona, pinnacle of his mm. career. He mm-hmm. was second to none. Okay, wait, second to Messi. But he yeah, was like one of the best footballers in this world, as in... Neymar and Messi, Suarez, that combination. That is, yeah. MSN <laughs> came as a brand package. That was it. Everyone was MSN. Zido, bail. This is a BBC pause, baby. No, but you look at that trio and you saw Neymar. Neymar was probably the one that was pulling the strings between all three of them. And everyone saw his trajectory of his career being through the roof, right? Then he made a career decision. Mm-hmm. To go to PSG, mm-hmm. and you realise he's not the only baddie there. Mister Mbappe, Mister Mbappe, exactly. So that also adds to, or takes away from his legacy. Do you do you not agree? No. Why? Why? Because I don't think because he didn't go win the Champions League at PSG. Yeah, he and didn't. He, That's and what he, he won the won same before. person that Joy speaks of decided to have a blunder in the final, missed like sixty-five chances that Neymar will create for him. But we won't get into that. Um, it's a team sport, Shai. Why like, did Neymar go yeah, to the objective no. of going oh, to PSG? Oh, so now it's a team sport. But when I was saying that you the Brazilians were, were shit, you guys said we're to me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, I think in hindsight, was the PSG move crazy? Probably. Should he have stayed at Barcelona? Yes. But I respect him because he didn't want to be the second best player at Barcelona Football Club. So he decided to become the second the best. He wasn't, <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't the second best player at and PSG. And then came third best when Messi came. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't the second best player at PSG. There's no secret as to why the one season in which Neymar was fit, PSG finally made a Champions League final. But when they were relying on Mbappe, whilst Neymar was either icing his knees, his ankle or something, Mbappe couldn't deliver. And he's still yet to deliver for PSG. But I thought by applying your logic, it's a team sport. Mbappe couldn't deliver with just him. But Neymar could. And also, I want to apply your logic from when we did the last rating show. Mm -hmm. When we were talking about... um, Do you know what? I forgot. Sorry, it's been a long day. (laughs) (laughs) It's been such a long day. And also, I think Neymar's most complete version of himself was in Paris. I feel like he was exciting at Barca. But 
17, 18, leading up to that World Cup, he was amazing, like amazing, complete. I just remembered what I want to apply your logic about. <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a long freaking day. So the day, the year that PSG got to the final, mm-hmm. what year was it? 2020. COVID. The year Bayern mm. won the Champions League. Mm. COVID. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what we said about Liverpool? Liverpool. And COVID year? Mm. Asterix year. Asterix year. Asteroid. So the one good season is the asteroid. Asterix. So what Name are you doubling down on here? Mm. What I'm doubling down on is that against Manchester United, when Oli went through, he didn't play. He wasn't fit. Right? That's one of his the biggest season, issues as season, an individual Yeah, footballer. but it's not, it's not, it's not his, his injuries are not his fault. His injuries are contact injuries. His injuries are always around the same time. Mm-hmm. Every single year. Someone's birthday. Someone's birthday. Someone's birthday. Every single year. We're not, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. But let's, let's keep it a G. Like, every single year. He was missing last season's Champions League again. He was injured. So the difference between the Liverpool one and Neymar is that that was the only season in which when knockout football came around, he was available. And the games that he had was fantastic. You can apply an extra layers of context. For Neymar, absolutely. 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 Uh, 110% every single time. The thing is, Neymar's legacy is going to be one that's remembered for a long time because he came up as the golden boy that was meant to kind of take Brazil to the promised land. And he did have a lot of pressure on his shoulders growing up. He was basically meant to be um, the leader of Brazil, who's meant to be the captain of Brazil, who's meant to be the highest goal, highest scoring Brazilian player. And he fulfilled those prophecies, but obviously he didn't take them to the promised land. And, I, and like you said, I actually don't blame him because he did have... Sesame Street characters <laughs> in Brazil that he had to carry. My only issue here is just the fact that for club football, he made decisions for himself that just didn't benefit him along the way. And as a footballer, and I, I even blame Eden Hazard for this as well, as a footballer, making these decisions, if you make these decisions, you got to stick by it understand that your legacy will be in question when you make moves to these places. Especially PSG when Kylian Mbappe also went to PSG. And you can say that Kylian Mbappe hasn't done nothing for PSG, but he's still highly respected and very much so loved. It's in okay; PSG. he can cry into his World Cup med- medal. That's uh, oh, calm, oh, oh, oh. and he Just... won the World Cup. <laughs> and he was, and he was one of the most integral pieces to that in France team. Are you going to say it's a team sport? I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I just think Neymar's a bit disrespected when it comes to his club level legacy. He's better than Hazard. He's better than Bale, Di Maria, Sanchez, you name it. Any winger that was playing in his era, Neymar is top. All of them. And Why that's do you just think it. he's so disrespected? Because of the because country that he comes people from. People don't agree with you. That's fine if you don't agree with me, but I think it's because of the country. Today, boy. Because of the country that he comes from and the legends that he has to surpass. The pressure is different when you're Brazilian compared to when you're English, when you're Spanish, even to a certain degree when you're French. That being like, said, the- living on the same timeline as somewhere where Ronaldo and Messi exist, it's always going to be either it's going to be one of the three. And unfortunately, I think it's just the way football is really and, and when we're talking about south american teams and and whatnot it was always either going to be brazil or argentina and uh, unfortunately in this a timeline it's argentina over brazil and there isn't that many 
names maybe now there's more but around that era where Neymar peaked there wasn't really the names to back taking a whole new legacy also the era in which he peaked the two best players of all time were still at their heights and I think that also didn't benefit him but there's nothing he can do Messi and Ronaldo are greater than him and I'm happy to accept that do would you do you think that um, Neymar has been the third best player consistently after Messi and Ronaldo at yep. their peaks? Yep. I don't think Suarez's peak mm. matches Neymar's. I don't think anyone else. And before you guys start, I don't include Iniesta in that generation. You can't pick and choose what generation <laughs> that they're coming from. They're playing <laughs> at the same Iniesta, time. Iniesta and Neymar can't be in the same generation. That's impossible. No, but if they're playing at the same time, same team. Same team, but not the same generation. Iniesta came out, what, 2004, 2005? He's not the same generation as Neymar. I'm talking about, were they not, wait, correct me if I'm wrong, were they not playing at the same time? Uh, uh, Neymar's Barcelona medals also ones that Iniesta has, I think is your question. Yes. (laughs) Uh, They're from the same team. That's what I'm saying. They're not the same generation. Clarify what you're trying to say. Neymar, when you But I'm saying if the, the third best player in the world, that's my question, and you say you're not including Iniesta in that. Are you, so what are you asking me? Would I put Neymar third? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, I said, I was Neymar consistently the third best player after Ronaldo and Messi? Yes. Including Iniesta in this. We're not splitting generations, just in, including or everybody Xavi, if you want to in the world. I think From Neymar is the third best player. Um, that's I'm going to stand on it. <laughs> can I ask? Can I ask a question, Beatrice? You've been here the longest. Who's more shameless, me with Hazard or Shy with Neymar? It's tight. Because <laughs> 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 the way I'm looking at it, Shy, you're, you're now you understand how we feel. <laughs> you're flip flopping as bitch, <laughs> girl. I don't care. It's Neymar. Like not not having the disrespect. Sorry. There's players that have done less that are more respected than him, and it's just weird. Like who, I want to say, I want names. <laughs> I want names. <laughs> I'm, I'm Players interested. like who? Because I, I Shari really said the gender over facts right now. <laughs> <laughs> Joyce, if you had a player that you would ride for the way Shai's riding for, who would that player be? <clears throat> hmm, good question. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> um. I'd obviously have to shamelessly say John Stones, but that's just because... John Stones? Swifty Stones. Listen Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's always yeah. been. She's I've a... always wanted to see Swifty Stones. See her at the John Stones fan club. Right? I've been there. She was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, when she they weren't there. buying, when we bought him for 50 mil, and everyone was like, huh? I dare. <laughs> now I'm drinking. <laughs> Why John Stones? I don't know. Honestly, I actually don't know. But I think I, I saw a bit of... I saw what Pep was trying to see in him when he was in Everton. I thought, you know what, I'm gonna gonna back considering we had like the likes of actually let me let me not shit on people like Demetrius and whatnot, but we had very questionable defenders. Otamendi on his bad day. He got So but yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably John Stones, yeah. You haven't convinced me as to why. Do you know what? You don't need to convince me. I don't me. need to convince. Just look at my old tweets, you guys. I've got <laughs> tweets now. <laughs> I remember John Stones was shit and everybody wanted him out of the English squad. But hey. Hey, look. Mm. Maguire's still playing for England. Stranger things. Beatrice, who is your one player that you would go on the hill for? Pogba. Okay, I understand. I can't answer that. It's Pogba, man. I love him. 
Not Bruno Fernandez. I don't know why I why thought it would be I Bruno Fernandez. Please. Do you guys remember when Beatrice said Fernandez gonna score twenty five goals? Okay, I defended him one no. time. <laughs> the way you defended him that the thing is Bruno's numbers don't lie. Even still na- till now, his numbers don't lie. Beatrice's biggest howler was when she said Harry Kane would get five league goals. <laughs> Wait, what? Did I say that? <laughs> I don't recall. Hey, hey, what? Like, you know when Kane had like oh my god. He was for like five months, six months, and he was in like five for a long time. <laughs> well, when he was when he tore his hamstring and was injured. Yeah, was he injured? So, she yeah. said he wouldn't get five league goals. No, no, there was a player he was, he was playing and he just wasn't scoring for a long time. I think this was Sorry. two. Three, 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 oh three. my God, that was so funny. And he picked up later on in the season. He was, it was, it was the season he tore his hamstring. He started mm-hmm. badly. No, he started yeah, but terribly. He, also, he would always have a slow start. It was start like he scoring, started so bad for months and he didn't actually Five score. goals though, how many games? Oh, under, was it under Nuno? The beginning of Nuno? <laughs> I would have gone. I would have played under protest, to be honest. No, yeah, it was the it when was, he didn't get his yeah, city yeah, move. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Five goals. Oh man, mm. that's a wild statement. That is a wild okay. statement. So I don't have to die in this anymore months, for him. But yeah, he didn't score. So. <laughs> injured? No, he wasn't injured. That was, he wasn't. Injured. No, we've clarified oh, was it, was the, it was he the was the Nuno Spirit of Santa Nuno. era. Yeah. Um, so exactly. Come on, man. Caveat that. <laughs> Apply one term. I'm not being funny. Nuno did get managed above. I know in August. Three one nil wins. (laughs) 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 Laura, who's your player? I thought you were going to say Harry Kane, but who is your player? No, 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 Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. When we do the ratings for wingers, that should Mm -hmm. be very interesting. Gareth Bale. Would you put him ahead of Ellen Hazard? Wider outside of Premier League legacy, yes. In the Premier League. Why are you thinking about it? Why are you thinking like is this? No, no, in the, in, the, in the Premier League, I'll, I'll, I'll accept Hazard. But when you see what Bell's done, club and country, taking Wales to the Euros and the World Cup on his back, I always ride for him. On his back, I Ramsey performed better on the international stage, but we won't get into that. Oh, Please. When Wales needed to beat Ukraine to qualify for the World Cup, who 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 got the winning but goal? At the who Euros, got who 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 got the winning goal? At the actual please, Euros, please it was Aaron Ramsey and Robson Carnu who was delivering to put Wales through. Where was Gareth Bale tying his ponytail? Tying his ponytail. Who who scored who scored against England at that said Euros? What did that did What did that do? I'm talking about after England. England was group stages, right? So answer my question. So England who, was the group stages, answer, right? Shy, answer my question. Who's, okay. who's, who scored against Ukraine to even take Wales to the to the first World Cup in Leeds what Ukraine two three generations? <laughs> Congratulations, he scored. But when it was Euros, what was it? Quarterfinals? Wait, sorry, did you score? Do you mean against Ukraine when Ukraine were at war? Hmm? Was it when Ukraine was at war? <laughs> 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 Is that what you're championing right now? No, I'm asking who scored the goal to send Wales to the World Cup. Well, against Ukraine, but about war. That's morbid, boy. That's not morbid. Who scored the goal? Right, there was a Where? quarterfinal. You right? argue. I, I'm not denying and that Aaron Ramsey was not good. Aaron Ramsey but and Gareth Robson put his country on his back. That no, he didn't. Yes, he did put his country no, on his back. No, he didn't. He did. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Alright, we'll did. leave oh, that yeah, there. That's, that's anyway, talking about international yeah. football, England. Yes. Speaking of international football, <laughs> before we segue, guys, let us know in the comments who is that one player that you will ride on a hill for till you die. Let's talk about international Thomas football. Thomas Tuchel. Really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bridget will ride for Thomas Tuchel to the death. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? I will never forget. Yeah, that day, I think we were recording, 
and we were like, I think like 15 points off the top and then Bristol said, no, we can still win the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this girl believes in two no, that was a good day. <laughs> but okay, moving on to international football anyway. Has anyone been watching international football? I was, yeah, I was held at gunpoint towards the second yeah. half. Yeah. Before we even get into England, Hansi um, Flick yeah. has been sacked got cooked by Japan. as the German manager. Like you said, got cooked <laughs> by Japan. Japan. Mm-hmm. No, but, but the thing is, Japan are an amazing team. Of course. Just like their women's team. They're like, Bab, you can see have, that have they're what guys, Japan are faded doing there. Have you guys um read or watched Blue Lock? Yeah, well, I've seen clips. Bro, if they're playing football like that, <laughs> you can imagine exactly what they can do on the world's biggest stage. But I like think Hansi said, Flick deserves to be sacked. Okay, why? Because as poor as Germany are right now, Germany have standards. They have players and they shouldn't be playing the way they are playing. Mm. And it's like, in all honesty, okay, Wurtz just came back from injury. Kai Havertz is going through it. When you look at some of the talent that they have, Kimmich, then... Uh, you guys' favourite defender, Rudiger, got Schlotterbeck. You got enough Mr. talent in... <laughs> he does one like that. Mr. You got enough talent in that German team to not be as poor as you were. I understand that they're still going through a transition between possibly the last World mm-hmm. Cup, the Euros, the World Cup that they went out of, the World Cup that they went out of again. <laughs> <laughs> Hansi Flick should be getting a lot more out of the calibre of players that he has than he is at face value. You look at Sane, you look at Gnabry, you look at some of these people that their club, they're feared. You play Germany, it's like... Yeah, and that's the thing that you're doing right. Teams don't fear playing Germany anymore. Mm. And and that's their problem. <laughs> really and truly. But at, at least at least the German FA have done something about it. At least they've said these they are not have our standards. standards. Because these are not our standards. England, they're, they're letting this, yeah. one, this one we know our pony keep this. on playing the same people. Mm. Do you know what it is though? Sorry, you see Why are you saying sorry to me? <laughs> you see that Gareth Southgate, yeah. Him and his waistcoat, man. He's a criminal. How can you put Madison on the, the wing? wing. <laughs> Interchanging so, with Bellingham. So that you can play Jordan Henderson in 2023. You're a sick man. Like, You're a sick <laughs> man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Henderson's days, they're over. They're finished. He's I don't even know if you're a great servant. Who it's, cares? It's been over. <laughs> Get him gone. Like Jude Bellingham has had such an exciting start to his Real Madrid career. I turned on my TV yesterday. He's on the wing. I said, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's actually like Harry Maguire has mm. more minutes for England than he does for his club at club level. <laughs> Calvin Phillips. Like, I think the... I'm just I'm breathe. just like... Everybody breathe. Not only do we now have a manager that's not picking informed players, why is Raheem at home, first and foremost... We also now have a manager that's picking players who don't even play at club level. And I feel like this is where I question Gareth Southgate because if you're picking some of the players based on merit, Raheem Sterling should always be in that England team. Thank you. Because if Harry Maguire can make it, you Fifth can't tell me Manchester United sensible. <laughs> you can't tell me that <laughs> that Raheem Sterling's an underperformer at international level. He's far it's from. True. That's so true. if it's based on merit, there shouldn't be an England team that I see without Raheem Sterling. Another thing, you've got the likes of Rashford and Foden, who can play on the wing. 
You put Madison there. <laughs> You're back to the Madison. Like, try something no, no, different. It's true. I was try looking at Madison. I'm looking at Madison. This is not the one that came to Spurs. Like, it's it's bad. I look and think now that England squad has surpassed <laughs> the managerial ability that, that Gareth Southgate had. I cannot keep watching this England team and seeing these players shock out at club level and actually looking at an England team which doesn't have that many weaknesses. Um, they're strong in, in different areas. We talk about, okay, maybe Neymar was playing in a team that didn't have good players. England have got quality all over the pitch and Southgate doesn't even use I them. I honestly think, aside from Brazil, France, and maybe you can argue Portugal to a certain degree, England have top five most talented squads currently. Oh, in the world on paper. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Even even on form. Like some of these players are performing out of their skin. Mm-hmm. You've possibly got one of the best strikers, top two strikers at your disposal. You've got one of the best young, no longer young right wingers in Bakaya Saka, <laughs> yeah? You've got Rashford, who everyone can argue as he might have his deficiencies, but he's a goal machine, mm. right? Then you've got the likes of Madison, Bellingham, Rice in behind. You've got Reese James. You've got Trent Alexander. All these talented players at your disposal. And that's what you play. Like, and you, and, and, <laughs> and no, because the England team now looks like like a hungry, where it's they've got like two like you know top top players, and everybody else is no rubbish. And you're, to Hungarian, yeah, by the way. yeah, sorry. And but it it looks like a team that only has like you know those countries. They only have like two really good players, like like um Ukraine. Let's try to get. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. But you can see they try to give the ball to Sinchenko because he's the one with real quality in the team. Why do England look like they don't have quality in the team? And all honesty, apart from France, <laughs> you guys are going back to back. On paper, because <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset yesterday. On paper, right? Apart from France, it's not like we're going to World Cup. We're going into European Championship, right? Germany are wounded. Italy might not even make it. No, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm giving respect mm. to the nations. Italy might not make it. Germany are wounded. France, possibly top two countries. Can I just say Germany are going to lose it anyway because they're hosting? Just gonna... Oh, yeah. no, no. She said. Yeah. She said. Yeah. 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 A lot of the top nations in Europe are wounded. Spain is still not complete, you could argue. England have another chance to win the European Championship again in Germany. And it's like, you're playing about, you're mucking about. Get together. (laughs) No, it's true. Get together. It's true. not that guy. He isn't. But now change. He should have gone after the World Cup. I want your guys' opinion on this. But who do we get then? I don't know why I say who do we get, but who does England get then as a as a new manager? I feel like England want to do the whole get an English manager. Yeah, we need thing. to. We need they want to do it so bad. It's like I can't lie. No, like, find someone new. Your it's neck. just like, it's, it's very simple. Pickford in goal. You make a choice between Reese James and Trent. Whoever you want to go for, you go for. I'm not getting into it. You've then got centre backs, right? Get Harry Quagmire off. <laughs> You've got. John Stone, you've when got he's not made ben of glass, yeah. <laughs> when he's not made of glass, but yeah. yeah. So you've got John Stone, so you've got Ben White. Let's say that's that. You make a choice between Chilwell and Shaw. Then you go into midfield. It's not hard. Declan Rice, Jude Bellingham, James Madison, fantastic free, perfectly balanced, right? Then you go Saka, Rashford, Kane, Saka, Foden, Kane, Foden, Rashford, Kane. How hard can it be to pick an eleven? <laughs> like. And I feel like Vendroy English fans would love to see that 11 on the pitch just once. You went against Ukraine, you played Henderson, 
and rice why do we go into games with two dms it makes no and then, sense and at the 70th minute when he needed to he needed to make substitutions Pono to go and win the game he took <laughs> off Bellingham and he left Edison and Rice <laughs> on the same pitch and I'm looking that at the television that was a howler I can't get how, how much money are they paying you for this no it's that just his favourites Henderson and Maguire for some reason are his favourites and he can't he'll say oh I do it on merit blah 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 but you're clearly lying exactly you can see that these players are lying back to you the thing but, is, I, I really want to see if Henderson maintains his starting spot off by playing in Saudi. I, I just, I just want to see if that happens because then I have some serious questions for Gareth Southgate, especially on a couple of players that play abroad. But hey, we won't go into that. I do think we are harsh on Southgate sometimes, what? sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. I remember seeing an article saying some, saying something when like, "Oh, we we line. haven't really, we've been really harsh on him, and we kind of forget." What England used to play like before Southgate came yeah. in. Yeah, but this squad is better. This squad football has evolved since exactly. then, and since Southgate was wearing his waistcoat back it. in the Euros. I hear it. The, the How players in the England. How do you think we're harsh? I I feel like Southgate has gotten this team to a World Cup quarterfinal, gotten the team to Euros final, and I don't and a World see, Cup what semi final and a World Cup yeah. semi final, and I see it as progress but we but could have gone further in those competitions that's the if thing. he wasn't not playing Picked the same a good team the not thing even is even a good team even do you think the italians do you think yeah let, let, let's let's <laughs> let's let's <laughs> the scenario do you think if england went to italy and we beat them in their own backyard do you think the italians would have forgiven mancini they would have dragged him by his ear out that stadium yeah you nah, do you not, guys yeah, want to tell me oh mm. we're too hot you mm. at home when we stayed it was double capacity because everyone was rushing the doors they were, I couldn't even sit in my seat mm. yeah and you let the Italians come after 20 minutes dictate a game take us all the way to penalties and lift the trophy I will never, in our own I backyard I will never ever defend that Euros mm. I can't even lie to you you're right I will never ever defend that Euros final because what Gareth Southgate did in that final was criminal the he changes he fired. made he should have been fired listen because he's Mancini was playing chess and he was playing chess it wasn't making any Do fucking sense you know what Verratti, Barella and Jorginho they, done to our midfield bro <laughs> Jorginho had, isn't fast he's they not even had fast a, and the fact that do you know what I'm getting mad now the fact that Mason Mount <laughs> made it to extra time <laughs> Mason Mount dug made it and the greenish comes on in extra time yo that okay and that's and Sancho and Rashford to save him when the game needed pace from the 35th minute do you know what it's not not good enough because the FA have done a wonderful job look at England how many age groups that Mm. they are winning on the Euros on the world level look at the women's team the pathway is there St George's Park is working Mm. and this man is a blocker (laughs) for success (laughs) he is a blocker how many how many how many major tournaments does he have to fall short before we say enough is enough? All right, well, we, he's got a golden generation, in my in my opinion, a golden generation in his hands right now. Which means there needs to be do more do, change. Do they want Let's us to be Belgium? <laughs> We're going to end up like Belgium. Let's see what he oh does God. in um, if the If Bayern Euros. take back Hansi Flick, hire Tuchel and let's go win the Euros. What, for us? For England. For England. Is Nagelsmann yeah. yeah. still free? He's currently under contract, though, because mm. Bayern are still paying him. Yeah. So- Someone that's not English will, will deliver. You see they'll, how, they'll give you it see how Serena, yeah, she came I, I with the tactics like, to the country. Sorry? I feel like they'll Graham Potter is lined Graham, up. You'll start seeing the rumours. Serena Vigman, she came with hey, the winning tactic. You will start seeing the rumours from March onwards. Gareth Southgate will not be continuing with England. However, Graham Potter will be taken forward Failing after the Euros. Words. You will start seeing the rumours. <laughs> you will start seeing it. But maybe we do need a... 
outside of my shade. You're taking this personal, bro. I hear it. I hear it. We've got a golden generation on our hands. Let's see what he does deliver. I do want to ask a question before we go. Um, Mikhail Mudrik, he's been a talk of the town for... <laughs> he needs to work He needs to work on more assets Wait. that aren't just pace and power. Wait. How can I'm... you have so much pace and power, but no actual like technical ability above, above like actual... Power, power, power. You guys didn't even let me finish the question. Control! What's the question? Do we need to give him more grace? Why? Grace, <laughs> grace for what? Just more so, time? Yes. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Think, oh my. He, but I think it's hard player. as well with the kind of team that Chelsea is at the moment. There's still a developing I think team. Yeah. It's hard. Right? Fans were chanting. Yeah. Chelsea I underestimated the raw player that they were getting. Mm. Yeah. And they they were getting he has what, less than 50 yeah. senior you know, appearances. Who was it? Potter? Who, yeah. who signed? Who signed Modric? Boli. Eggball. Know what? What's his name? Eggbali. Egg. Oh. <laughs> 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 nah, he needs more time. He doesn't even have 50 what senior appearances. Yeah. Like, he he's very time. raw. He is, he is such, he's a delicate flower. Aww. Yeah, but he, he, he may need a loan because he needs to play football. Loan him to Arsenal. Oh, oh! Play him. Of course we will. Where? Who's dropping out? Don't worry, my manager. He has magic hands, apparently. But who is dropping out? It's, it's, it'll work. I'll who is dropping out? I don't want to say it on camera. When no, no, no! <laughs> say it. I'm putting the pressure. Who's dropping out? He can start a left wing. Yeah. Martinelli. Martinelli's coming out the face. Hey, if you really? weren't gonna get cooked, then you get and on that note, we are going to end it. Thank you for watching Gold Diggers UK. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Gold Diggers UK, at Gold Diggers UK on TikTok, and at Gold Diggers UK on the store on Instagram. Make sure you follow us all individually for some more funny takes because these takes have been wild, especially shy. Shy. Uh, we might have to say don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't die for Neymar. Don't die for Neymar. Bad press people are watching Gold Diggers. That's all that matters. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Don't be surprised if I ask what a bag is.